I'm Katie Prejean McGrady, and this is Ave Explores. It's hard to believe we have already arrived at the end of Advent. For all intents and purposes, we're practically at Christmas. Now, granted, we still have a few days to go. This year, we get a proper fourth week of Advent. In previous years, it's been a bit shortchanged. You know, Christmas is on like a Monday or a Tuesday, so you really only get a couple of days of that fourth week. But we got lucky this year in 2021 that we were able to actually celebrate the full fourth week of Advent. And to have a conversation about how we really enter into the worship of Emmanuel, God with us, in this fourth week of Advent as we quickly arrive to Christmas and the season of Christmas, which is far more than just one single day, but a 12-day celebration, eight days of an octave where we are called to rejoice and, and really, truly and this is a very technical theological term here, party it up. To help us really dig into that, we have the author of the book that we've been talking about for the past few weeks, Father John Burns, to really explore with us why he wanted to sit down and write an Advent journal and what his process of really reflecting on this this particular liturgical season and the themes. We've talked about nearness. We've talked about being close to God and, and preparing our hearts We've talked about being made ready and, and watching to see what it is that God's going to do. And now, as we are at the birth of Jesus Christ, as we round out this Advent season, who better to really walk us through worship of Emmanuel and contemplating God with us than the priest who has led us through these themes for the past few weeks? This, of course, is all part of our Ave Explorer series. You can find everything we've created, everything from our full-length series to our special series for Advent and Lent. We have a special series of episodes that we did at the beginning of COVID lockdowns that are still quite relevant today. You can find all of that over at the Ave Maria Press website. And we would love it if you'd rate and review this podcast so that other folks can find it and share the great things that we've created. For now, we hope you sit back and enjoy this conversation with Father John Burns about Emmanuel, God with us, for the fourth week of Advent. We're here with Father John Burns, the author of maybe my favorite Advent devotional, having written one myself, I can definitely say my favorite Advent devotional, Adore, a guided Advent journal for prayer and meditation. And you're rounding out our little Advent mini-series wrapping up the week four meditation, like you just explained is one long meditation, but I really want to get into father, why you wanted to write this book. We both know that in the world of books, sometimes we have an idea, sometimes they have an idea, but how did a door really come to be? Yeah. You know, Katie, it comes just from like a pastor's heart. I remember every single year in the parish, the angst of the priest looking at his people and knowing like what's in the missal, what's in the readings, knowing this is the beginning of our liturgical year, knowing there's so much grace on this season, but then seeing people's faces each progressive week, more and more stressed, more and more tired. You can just see the to-do list churning while they're sitting there at mass. I remember feeling such a division there, knowing out of respect for their lives, like you can't just tell them to stop doing everything. But at the same time, knowing that they're like missing something that's so beautiful and so important. I mean, some of the greatest themes of our faith occur in this little four-week season. Over the many years, really being heartbroken at the fact that people just skip over the surface to survive, really, Advent mm -hmm. and get to Christmas. And the idea of the church would be so different. It would be that we would actually slip beneath the surface and really immerse ourselves in a full treasury of some of the best prayers of the year, like the collects of the mass and the best prayers, and some of the richest and most familiar readings and psalms and hymns. Just wanting to help people need an excuse to change their pace, if they need accompaniment or accountability, 
I was willing to write this because I was like, maybe this will be the one thing that helps someone say, you know, I got to commit every day to doing something this Advent so I don't miss it. Maybe this is the thing. Maybe I'll just mm-hmm. pick up a journal. I'll sit down. I'll read a short reflection. I'll journal myself. And if that's going to change the season for people, it's well worth it. So yeah. just come out of prayer. That was a desire is to help people. The other day, someone was asking me like, what's your hope for this book? And I was like, my hope is just that people would pray. That's all I think yeah. in life is. <laughs> I just want people to really pray, like really meet the Lord. And then everything, the Lord takes over and then everything changes. Mm-hmm. But if we don't pray, nothing really moves. So I just hope people pray. And that's why I wrote the book was to help people pray. Well, and, and like you said, this final week is an extended meditation on God with us. I don't know about you, but sometimes I feel like I, I am so focused on my liturgical living during Advent. We do the candles and we'd have the chain. And this year I got a box and every day Rose got to open one of the boxes with the number and inside was a little treat of some sort to kind of build up this anticipation. And then it's like, okay, Christmas is here. Here are the presents. And we're done. Like, yeah, we're going to keep everything up for 12 days. Yeah, we'll do some stuff on Epiphany. But like, it just, it's build, build, build and purposefully. And then he's here. And it's just like a mix of the newborn babies here. So now everybody's just exhausted. And you're just like trying to survive those first few weeks slash like, I know I'm still supposed to be celebrating. So walk us through that. There's the final week of Advent, maybe the final three days. And then there's Christmas. How can we continue to reflect on this idea of God with us? Yeah, part of that's really the wisdom of of journals in general and journaling Mm -hmm. and why journals have become popular, like seasonal Advent and Lenten journals, because we can read stuff, we can listen to stuff, we can make our own interior resolutions and hope to do it differently. But in the end, we get back to the season the next year, we're like, well, it's pretty much right where I was last year, maybe worse, like nothing's really changed. When we actually journal, we write something down, we're taking another person's guidance, a reflection, a thought, even the scripture we're taking that and we're churning on it. Meditating actually means like chewing on and integrating something into our own thought process. And then to write about it, even it's just a sentence or two, produces something outside of us that reflects how we've internalized the message and the word. I've found for the past couple of years now using Advent journals, especially, but also Lent journals, I just go back to the sections in each one where I wrote things down. And at the end of each reflection, there's a little section for journaling. I go back and look at what I was praying with because what I was praying with is more than just my idea. It was the Lord's responding to my willingness to listen and the Lord's giving me some insight, something to reflect on. And so those become like real treasures. They're like multivalent blessings to lift back up throughout the year and be like, whoa, that's right. The Lord really opened up this one word from John's gospel that I've never prayed with before. I need to return to that, even if it's just thinking about it throughout the day as I'm running errands, whatever else may be the case. So the hope would be if we can engage the practice and the process of journaling a little better, maybe than we normally do, but then also return to our journals. I had a spiritual director who always harped on this with us, but he's like, you guys, you have to leave prayer when the time is up, be it five minutes or an hour. The Lord is typically not finished. You interrupted him because Kronos, the time was taking along. You had to leave. What if you went back at the beginning of every prayer period to where you were last time and say like, hey, Lord, did you finish? Did you have more you wanted to say? And we can kind of take that to the meta level and think about that throughout the year. Like, Lord, Advent was crazy, but I did a little more journaling than usual. Was there more you wanted to say? Because you were speaking when I prayed. Maybe I cut you off because I had to go. The kids were crying, you know, Mm -hmm. the, the, the clock ran out. So if we can weave the fruits of our journaling with kind of a pondering throughout the year, especially in the Christmas season, it's going to bear fruit. And that's Mm -hmm. kind of how that last chapter is written. There's a reflection question that relates back to each of the previous weeks to help the reader really say like, all right, where was my heart when I started? Where's my heart now? And then what am I going to do about that? And Mm -hmm. and if we can just keep kind of folding back on top of that and let this deepen throughout the year, we'll do well. Mm -hmm. Practically and in really concrete terms with this book, I just go back to my other journals and look at them. I was doing that this morning with 
with a different journal I used last year, I was like, oh man, I wish I wouldn't have stopped praying with that. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'm glad I get to go back and pray with what I was praying with last year. Cause that's yeah. really cool. How do you like to celebrate Christmas from the practical perspective, like go to mom and dad's house, you have nieces and nephews, but like, what's your favorite spiritual way to really dig into those 12 holy days of Christmas? Yeah, there's like two answers to that, Katie. The first is the big stuff. My family's really close. My siblings and I are best friends are close to their parents, nieces and nephews everywhere. It's it's a blast. And that is just a total joy. Especially as a priest when you're shot, you know, Christmas afternoon, fall asleep on the couch, wake up and run around and play games with the kids. It's a blast. So I love just being. But my first year of priesthood, a buddy of mine, he was out in the farm country, way far away from his family. And he couldn't get home on Christmas Eve. And he was like super depressed about that at first. It's like, this is not what Christmas Eve is supposed to be. Like, where do I go? And he, the only word for him was like to church. So he just went in to church in front of the manger scene. This was at like 11 at night, just after the last mass he had. And he just sat down and just like looked at our Lord, the, the, the actual depiction of our Lord born into the crash. And he just sat there and he's like, realized that this certain loneliness that he thought he was experiencing ended up being this really profound invitation to be with Mary and Joseph and the shepherds at the side of the manger. And so since then, I always try to find a chance to go and be alone in front of the manger scene and remember how quietly God did this. Mm -hmm. And as I'm about to jump into the crazy with all the drama that it brings with the ups and the downs, I really enjoy that couple of minutes of what might first seem like loneliness, but then you realize it's an invitation. And then it's this really tender, like, oh yeah, God, you did this super quietly in the beginning and you're trying to do it super quietly in me. And while I know I'm going to run around and eat and have all the fun stuff, you also have a fresh word for me as you bring the word to me now in this season, repeated again and again. So those two kind of play this diptych back and forth in my heart for favorite parts. I'd prefer the family stuff, <laughs> but I make sure to leave room for the quiet, even if yeah. it's a minute or two, because the Lord almost always speaks a word there that then informs the way I go and run around and celebrate. I hope you are enjoying this conversation with Father John Burns. We wanted to take a second and tell you about this week's podcast sponsor, This episode is brought to you by Hallow, the number one Catholic app for prayer, meditation, music, and all things Christmas. It's an amazing resource for any Christian looking to dive deeper into their prayer life to find more peace and to grow closer to God. I use the Hallow app every single day, multiple times a day. Sometimes it's the only thing I can use that actually calms my one-year-old down on the way to daycare. It features daily rosaries, Lexio Divina, examines, playlists for calm and humility, minute meditations for brief moments with God throughout your day. Bible stories read by some of your favorite Catholic speakers like Father Mark Mary, Bishop Barron, Jonathan Rumi, and me. Even though we are coming to the end of Advent, you can still pray and meditate with all of the amazing Christmas content on Hallow, including exclusive Christmas music from Porter's Gate and the Vigil Project, and the O Antiphons recorded by Harpa Day. Hallow just released their brand new kids content, including two kids Bible stories read by Jen Fulweiler and Mario Lopez, If you want to get access to the more than 3,000 audio guided meditations, including the all new kids prayers and exclusive Christmas Bible stories, go to hallow.com slash Ave Explores. I guarantee you're going to love it. Like I said, I use it every single day and we're so grateful that they're sponsoring this week's episode of Ave Explores. Okay, back to the conversation with Father John Burns. Last year, my husband was like last minute We had done family mass at four o'clock, came home. We do breakfast for dinner with my family for Christmas Eve. And so then we, we did Santa and we are putting everything together for the kids. And then afterwards, Tommy looked at me, he was like, 
do you mind if I go to midnight mass? I was like, by yourself? And he's like, yeah, I just, I feel like that's where the Lord wants me right now. I was so in love with him in that moment. I was like, yes, you go to midnight mass. I will stay home and sleep and fall asleep before you. So I don't have to listen to your snoring, but you go. Like, it was like, he knew he needed that prayer. So you saying that finding those quiet moments, even the busy moms and dads listening to this encouraged to do that. How do you think in general, right? Advent is our liturgical new year. And for the past few weeks, we've been going through with different people who are fans of your book and digging into these themes. How do you want people to really enter into the practical new year? We're coming on, I mean, some people are calling this like the junior year of COVID. We've been through a bit of a ringer as a society. There's lots of division. There's lots of vitriol. There's liturgy wars. From the outside looking in, you might think that our world is in a bit of a hopeless place. And yet Christmas seems to somehow provide healing for this world. And Advent can really lay the stage for that. What's your hope for the coming year, especially for Catholic Christians who maybe have been galvanized by this book to try to find hope and to try to truly bring that adoring spirit of the Lord into their lives? What what are you looking forward to this year? So every day that I wrote, I just prayed through the prayers of the mass, the readings. And I was like, what's the message of Advent? Not just preparation for like all the things we do. What's the theological like force and movement here? And I realized how much the preparation is a theme, but there's this real energy to Advent that mm. we noticed right at the beginning, which signifies really the beginning of the new year. But it's been the collect from the first Sunday of Advent that has really almost like haunted my prayer in a beautiful way. It's the first day of Advent, the first day of the new liturgical year that we pray Lord, grant to your faithful, we pray, Almighty God, the resolve to run forth to meet your Christ with righteous deeds at his coming. And I was like, wow, there's a real dynamism to that. I want to resolve, which is an important word for those of us who do New Year's resolutions. Like with liturgical New Year begins with a resolution. And the resolution is to run forth, not just to be like attentive and intuiting and we need to do those things, but also there's an energy to like, Mm -hmm. I have to get out of where I am and run out to meet Christ. And I think for us this year, like where I am, where we are, there's a lot of yuck kind of to like, well, we've been stuck here or we don't like where the country is, our hearts are, the churches. There's a certain like come out of that and like go out to meet Christ, which is a little bit nerve wracking, but you pick up the theme. There's these other like alert, watchful themes, these themes of preparation, but unhindered haste is another word from the prayers, Mm. looking forward in joy longing, stirred hearts being made ready, minds made pure. These are all words from the prayers. So I just noticed this year, there's just like up and Adam energy to Advent that I don't know if we let that stand over our year as, as prayer, as people who pray, but also as just people who participate in the culture and the society. That's a different way of thinking. It's, a, it's an activity that the church is calling us to. For Christ, it's not just this frenetic activity, righteous deeds that is coming, but this, the process makes us worthy to possess the heavenly kingdom. So I just am interested this year in the energy of Advent, something that I've never really noticed before, but Mm. I feel Mm. like it strikes me because we've been not lethargic, but sort of stuck. And there's this call to get up and go and like run out, get to the manger and then move with the reality of Jesus into an adoring sacramental worldview, which if we got a sacramental worldview in place coming out of Advent, the world would be different. Yeah, that's the goal, right? Oh, that's such a good reflection. Well, Father, where can we follow you? I mean, we're at the end of Advent. So maybe where can we find your other books that you've written for Ave Maria Press that folks would benefit from? Yeah, Ave Maria Press's website's the best, AveMariaPress.com. And if you have a Catholic bookstore, please ask them to carry the books. You know, of course, we can get these things at Amazon and other booksellers. We just want to keep our Catholic publishers going and and support them in every way. I'm on social media at Father John Burns on most of the places too. 
not a super active, I'm like a passive user of social media. Like I'll post once in a while, but I'm more just trying to keep in touch with people that way. The the website's also got the other resources. There was a series of videos that we put together that go with each Sunday and those are going to stay up on the website and a bunch of other stuff there too. You may have talked about it in an earlier show, but they did some paint by number, color by number Mm -hmm. of the art from the book. And we're doing an IGTV series with them. Yeah. But they were awesome. I mean, they're such a, such a great gift for folks to really engage with the beautiful art. Cause it's not just, I mean, it's a journal, but mine are hanging up in the kitchen uh, (laughs) next to my daughter's. So that was an advent activity. The liturgy calls us to engage all the senses. And that's Mm -hmm. really what I did here is like, there's, there's reading and there's a touch of the liturgy through all that, but there's also a listening, but then you have art And then if kids get into color, paint by number, but then you also have the gift tags, the prayer cards, like there's this sacramentality that surrounds the way they put this together that really reflects what the church says we ought to do to fully engage the mysteries of our faith. I just am so happy with the way they put that together. It was a project, I think, that it's been a long time coming and it came at the precise right moment. So thank you so much for, for being part of creating it, Father. Oh man, it's a huge gift, huge gift. You know, it's hard to believe that we have spent four weeks digging into the themes of this journal that Father John Burns created. And it really is a a quite epic feat to one, complete something like a journal. And we've still got a few days to go, of course, but to have sat down every single day and to have reflected on his words, on the quotes of saints, on passages from sacred scripture, on, on imagery that really tries to bring us closer to an understanding of Christ coming into the world. You know, Advent is known as a season of waiting. And the other day, my four-year-old, she asked me kind of randomly what we're waiting for. And I said, well, we're, we're waiting for baby Jesus to be born. And of course, you know, the wisdom of four-year-olds, she looked at me and she said, why are we waiting? Jesus is already here. And without going into an explanation of what it means to commemorate days and God being outside of time and space, I just said, you know what, Rose, you're right. God is here with us. And that really is the whole point of spending the past few weeks journaling with Father John Burns' words, conversing with people here on this podcast to really try to dive deeper into the themes. It's all about trying to understand what it means for Christ to be here, to be in our hearts, to be in our lives, to be with us on this journey to grow closer ultimately to him. Ave Explores is a project of Ave Maria Press where we do one-off series like this where we dig into an Advent theme. But we also dig into content every single series that really tries to answer questions about how to live our Catholic faith every single day. We have a series on the Blessed Mother, a series on Catholic family life, a series on the saints. We recently wrapped up a series on evangelization and how to share the faith. We've got over 10 series available for you on the Ave Maria Press website. And I guarantee all of the content that we've made is engaging, it's enlightening, it'll challenge your faith, and it'll help you be a better Catholic. You can check it all out on our website, AveMariaPress.com, or just keep scrolling down in your podcast app and find all of the great content that we have made. We'd be grateful if you'd give this podcast a rating and a review, share it with friends, let them know, hey, I did this Advent journey with the book and I listened to the podcast and it was really fruitful. We'd be super grateful for that. As always, we're grateful that you listened this week. We'll be back with a whole lot more, so make sure you're subscribed to all of our Ave Explorers updates over on our website, and subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss anything new real soon. We're grateful that you journeyed with us this Advent, and we hope you have a very Merry Christmas and a blessed New Year.
This show is a production of the Spoke Street Media Podcast Network. For more great podcasts, visit spokestreet.com.